Hello, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Ashley Cleveland, the founder of Ashley in Africa and the Africa Investors Academy. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm fantastic, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to share and uh, collaborate with you on your platform. Yes, indeed. Thanks for thanks for stopping by. So for all who aren't aware of you, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to start Ashley in Africa? Yeah, so my background is in um, brand strategy, marketing and brand management for luxury and aspirational brands. So I did that for sheesh, almost 15 years um, and worked with you know luxury international brands and did that in these really you know essentially world-class cities i worked in miami or south beach florida um new york new york and i rounded out that career um in atlanta georgia and really what inspired me a part of what i had to do and really what i love to do around brand strategy and marketing was the research part and that wasn't something that a ton of my colleagues were really excited or into but i really would hone in on data and trends and so i'd say maybe my last couple of years i spent time creating uh experiences and and experiential marketing and campaigns for the city of atlanta and for it to now be this you know aspirational luxury brand to attract industry as well as talent and when i started looking at the things that are really important to people that are relocating and building a life there were certain things that stuck out stuck out to me which were culture uh, career opportunities, as well as community. And I, as I was also having uh, had my first child, those things started to look very different for me as a new mom. And I started to explore what that looked like for mothers outside of America. And uh, what I found was life-changing to say the least. Um, I started to understand, you know, the healthcare systems outside of the America, um, education outside of America, and you know, really what was happening from a global perspective that really wasn't being talked about, um, you know, in any publication that I was reading on a regular basis. And so, fast forward, I just took a leap of faith took a sabbatical to uh, Dar es Salaam, Tanzania for a little over a year, almost two years actually, and decided that I wanted to, you know, take my talents to the continent, <laughs> so to speak. So now I, um, I help six and seven figure entrepreneurs who are struggling to gain access in critical business insights. Um, that they need to invest and grow their businesses in Africa so that they can diversify their portfolios and build wealth. Interesting, interesting. And how did you pick Tanzania as a location? So Tanzania was for several reasons at the time, but I'd say the first reason was access. So when I decided to take my sabbatical, we were in the middle of the global pandemic, formerly known as COVID-19. And um, there weren't many countries that were open to Americans at the time. And uh, Tanzania was one of them. 
And so that was the number one reason, but I also did some research on the cost of living as well as its economic stability. So Dar es Salaam was, is one of the fastest growing cities in East Africa. Mm-hmm. Tanzania is one of the most politically stable countries on the continent. Um, and it also had like, has like three of the seven world wonders. Um, and so I was like, absolutely, like I'm going there. That's where we're going. We're making it happen. And it ended up being, yeah, two years. Awesome. And what was the response from family and friends when you told them I'm, I'm packing up and moving to Africa? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, it was, it was mixed. Mm. Um, yeah, can I say hi? Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, yes. I don't know. Did she leave? I think so. Okay. So let me me finish my meeting. Okay. Did she leave? Yeah, I think so. Let me finish my meeting. Okay. She is? Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) See you later. So yeah, it was a mixed bag. And I say one of the biggest things was she, who is my daughter, uh, Penelope, will be turning five at the time she was two. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, how are you going to do that? How are they going to adjust? More so, I think the biggest negative feedback was people that just knew nothing about the continent. Um, they didn't know where we were going to live, what we were going to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, like they thought we were going to be going into you know, the jungle, so to speak. And so that was more, that was less of the pushback. Um, But as far as friends and like people that know me, like they were like, this is very on brand for you. Like it was something that was very bold. Um, You know, I got a lot of support from mostly, you know, my really, really close friends. And I think it was mostly family that just, they just weren't familiar. They mm-hmm. didn't understand. And some friends too that didn't understand. Right. Uh, but overall, a positive, positive support. No, oh, that's great. So tell us about the Africa Investors Academy. What is that and what inspired you to create it? Yeah, so the Africa Investors Academy is a membership community of entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs that want to um, invest do business or grow their businesses here on the continent of Africa. So I um, I have business in the country of Tanzania as well as South Africa. And I work with people that have an interest in growing their business, moving and actually investing in projects here in those countries. And so some of my clients are here based on the continent. Some of our members are in the US making plans to move and to expand their businesses. Um, But I was inspired really to share that information. So as I mentioned, I was always really doing research and always was the person that knew something about something. And when I started sharing content on YouTube, it was funny because I was like, oh, people really like to hear what I have to say. And I was kind of picked on as a kid as being Mm. like this know-it-all or always talking about something I had learned and nobody cared. Um, And so after sharing 
on YouTube, realizing that people cared and they wanted a deeper dive, I created the community to really get, you know, down to like some of the nitty gritty uh, content about what it means to do business in Africa and what it means to live in Africa in different parts, right? In the countries that I've lived in. Um, because as a, as a person who is not born of this continent that is born with a certain amount of privilege in the US, there is sensitivity that needs to be shared when talking about the differences of doing business or living. And I think big forums are not for that. If, mm -hmm. if people are really interested and invested in making this move, um, guidance is, is important. And for people that have an interest, like I was honored to, to create that space for people. And it's been, it's been so fun to see the community growing. We've had people that joined and moved. I have a, a, a now friend who was a client that I worked with over a year ago, who actually just moved to Cape Town, South Africa six weeks ago with her, with her daughter, wow. um, and is growing her business here. So yeah. And people that have been here on the continent, people that are planning their trips next month. So it's been a really fun community of like-minded individuals that we are actually scaling up. Um, in the next quarter, we're going to be segmenting folks that are actually doing business mm -hmm. uh, because there are some people that are aspiring and they need information, they need insight, and there's a space for that. And then there are folks that are like, nope, Africa is it, Africa is next, how can I get involved? Yeah. Um, and so we are creating Africa Investor Mastermind, which is gonna be for those six and seven figure entrepreneurs that have a minimum of 100K to invest in multi-unit real estate, agriculture, um, and consumer good opportunities. Interesting. So what are some yeah. of the opportunities that you've identified and are personally interested in and, and why? Oh, there's so many, like there's so many, I want to say not even a year in, I started a coffee business. Mm. Like that coffee business isn't doing great. Um, <laughs> but it, it was because I saw that there was like this opportunity and having worked in beverage, I knew like coffee, huge crop, huge high income yielding crop. Um, it's still something on the list because as I said, we're doing agriculture products and, you know, manufacturing, but I mean, there's so many, but I'd say personally, I get really excited about, um, kind of the service space mm -hmm. for us, um, specifically as diasporans, as Americans. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Yes. <laughs> so um, services around education, consulting, Skillshare. Um, I think those are some of the businesses with the lowest barrier to entry okay. when you're coming here to the continent. Um, the, even the, regardless really of where you go, if you are kind of a high level even junior level, and you have a strong skill that you know you can teach mm -hmm. um, in these emerging markets, there's really a lot of opportunity to share that and to be enterprising. Um, but yeah, so many specifically kind of beverage exporting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some that I see that are just huge, huge opportunities for people to come in and 
you know, make millions within five years. Wow. So on your channel, you also talk a lot about BRICS and the uh, a lot of the emerging markets coming together. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on the, I guess, the recent developments around BRICS nations and the importance of being aware of geopolitics and how it impacts us all? Yeah, I think it's so important. I think it is so important. We are living in a global economy um, and the need to understand geopolitics is like no longer an option, right? I think we experience as Americans, or at least me maybe at that level where I was working in city kind of brand, government and corporate relations, you know, when you say, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about politics, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that conversation is really played out. You can't say you don't know about politics because it affects you. And it's important that we know about geopolitics as well, mm -hmm. especially now in this global um, economy that we're living in. And, you know, what is fascinating about BRICS is it is essentially they're in innovating, right? They're disrupting the status quo of the US dollar as a reserve currency. And it's really happening. I mean, I remember a year ago having a conversation with someone here in South Africa about how commodities are only traded in US dollar. And that is what it is. And since then, seeing Tanzania trade with India and their local currencies of the shilling and the ruble, you know, seeing other Eastern African countries trading amongst each other in their local currency, like that was not happening a year ago. Yeah. So this idea that that is not a sector that's going to change. And I mean, if we're being honest, we've seen a lot of change happen with our global trade. Prices in America for certain goods have skyrocketed. Why? That's because access to them is harder. And so I just think it's so important, um, especially as, as a parent, when we look at how our children are going to compete or excel in this next generation, the traditional way of doing things, the traditional understanding is just... It's just not an option. I mean, my 10, my 11 year old, who's now 12 and at 11, she was learning about bricks in her classroom oh, wow. um, in South Africa. That is not happening in the U.S. Right. And so um, Americans, people, you know, like this kind of dated American imperialism that we are the best, we are the most, you know, progressive, safest, innovative country. While there are some of those things that are true, um, yeah, the U.S. has like active disruptors in this space, and the BRICS uh, econglom econ economic conglomerate is one of them. It's one of them, and so I just think it's so important, and it's also just really fascinating to watch and to be in South Africa, which is the S in the BRIC system, mm -hmm. um, as the gateway to the continent. I mean, it's and and one of the most I think proof of concepts, you know, that mm -hmm. world class development can happen here on the continent. It's just right. it's really fascinating to see. So interesting if you can't tell i think it's i think it's so it's so important that we familiarize ourselves with the basics and you know it's not it's not about 
creating fear. It's not about, you know, being a pessimist against whatever is happening in the U.S. It's really just about being informed, mm. being aware. And if you're an investor and you have an interest in, you know, opportunities and seeing your investments grow um, and in, in economies that are growing, because if we're comparing, right, we see which economies are on the decline and which economies um, or I think that the concept that there are other economies, all economies are doing bad, all economies are in a recession. That's, again, just kind of a lack of understanding of geopolitics that a lot of us have. Um, and so if you want an opportunity to diversify yourself, understanding what's happening globally is imperative. Yeah, no, that's a good point you make about not all economies are doing bad right now. And yeah. from your um, personal experience and interactions with Africans, what has been the reception towards Black Americans, you know, yourself included, who have moved to um, their mm -hmm. country, whether it be South Africa or Tanzania? Yeah, I mean, I've had nothing but positive experiences. I've had amazing experiences in Tanzania as well as South Africa. I've also traveled to Kenya and Ethiopia, and I've had and Malawi, um, it's been beautiful. You know, I think coming in with a level of humility and empathy is so important. Um, again, like we can often be as Americans known globally as, you know, arrogant Americans or ignorant, uninformed Americans. And um, knowing that and having traveled to many countries before, I think I was a bit familiar with recognizing that every place is not like the US. Um, and I think one of the biggest things about being on the continent is, you know, we feel this reconnection to a place where we've never been. And then we sometimes have this expectation of our brothers and sisters here on the continent to know, to understand, to embrace us, to have sympathy. Um, but there have been their own challenges here on the continent. So really coming in with a level of uh, empathy, compassion, grace, it has helped me to build and create like lifelong friendships. I've had nothing but positive reception. I'd say being here in South Africa, where they are very familiar with African American experience in the US, very connected to our culture. Um, I've had more of these like, spiritual affirmative support from South Amer South Africans because they're just like, yeah, this is your home. This is where you're from. This is where you belong. Welcome. Um, so yeah, that welcome, that that's like spiritual embrace um, that I didn't necessarily feel in the physical realm in Tanzania has definitely been present here you know, in South Africa. And so my experience has been, you know, nothing less of incredible. That's amazing. And how do you see the relationship between Black Americans and Africans in evolving in coming years? And like, what opportunities or challenges do you think lie ahead? I think it's progressing. I think as more, um, I can only speak as an American, but I think as more of us come with the intention of compassion and humility and empathy, um, we'll receive that. 
in turn because there is a disconnect like they there there is there is a familiarity um being here in south africa but our experiences are unique they're different and so being willing to be open to the new experiences. A lot of that, there's a lot of healing involved, like for African-Americans returning to the continent because our experience with, you know, white supremacy in America is, it's a lot, you know? So when we come to the continent and we, we experience uh, white people, Europeans, here australians were oftentimes very confused and sometimes triggered and so um i think there's opportunity for growth and healing in this experience of moving to the continent and being embraced and remembering you know what it was like for our ancestors because our ancestors have been on this continent for six thousand years or they're you know in spirit but the people of Africa, these folks, <laughs> 6,000 years, right? So our history is so much more than the last 500 years of struggle that we've had. We've had centuries upon centuries upon centuries of, of empowerment, of peace, of stability, of creativity, of innovation, of power. And I think that you know, the bridge that's being created, the merging of these two worlds is really revolutionary. It's powerful, it's spiritual. Um, there's a, a lot of things to learn, you know, from each other. And I think those challenges are are just that, that learning curve, that understanding, the willingness to be wrong, you know, the willingness to recognize you might be misunderstood or the willingness to be understood, um, be misunderstood. So I like to look at it through that lens because I feel like as long as we're divided, that's Mm -hmm. when we can be controlled. So our goal should really be to to reconnect. And whether that's online, through social media, offline, and meetups, um, and it's happening. So it's it's beautiful to see, it's beautiful to to have been able to create spaces for that those type of um, relationships and connections. And it's it's really only up from here. Super interesting, super exciting also. What uh, advice would you give to someone who, you know, has heard what you've had to say, or they're already, they've already been planning, you know, to move or doing their research, they're considering moving or starting a business in South Africa, Tanzania, or whatever country, what do you feel are, should they be their first steps? Yeah, so you said it, plan and research. Mm. Um, And your research extends beyond following only YouTubers, you know, (laughs) or like, I think that can be a lot of it, which is great, like that's great research. That's how I did my research. Mm. But I also, you know, have a background in economics and am now really enjoying that research space. And so I looked at economic trends, but, really that plan. I have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Like because you might get over here and have to em- and you know embark on plan F. Right. So just that be- ability to be flexible and um, teachable and coachable is really, really, really important. Also have some multiple sources of income. Mm-hmm. I think The people that are the most successful are those folks that already have some income coming in. 
Um, but it can happen, right? If you don't, but that's how you're going to be the most successful, whether you're working remotely and you've got some income or you have a service-based business, um, or you have, you know, rental properties in the U S like you want to have some consistent income and potentially multiple sources of it. Um, so that way you can sustain yourself. The, the, the great news is that the quality of life is fantastic and the cost of it is going to be 50 to 75% less of what you're spending in the U.S., depending on your lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. There are places that you can go where you can match dollar for dollar or dollar for local currency, places like Accra, places like Cape Town, South Africa, places like Nairobi, um, Kenya. But in those places, there are also opportunities for you to scale uh, back your cost of living, but up level your quality of life, mm. right? So just making sure you've got some income to sustain that and, you know, take a discovery trip, you know, make decide that you want to do it and explore first. There may be, it may be a place that you really love and it looks good online, but it doesn't feel great when you get there. I, I advocate for that. And if you can do it, it's, it's really, really, um, important. And I think I already said, I think most important thing is to be flexible and to be teachable and know that there are so many shifts that are going to happen as you make this move. This is a huge move. Um, and be ready to experience what that is going to look like in your life um, and be willing to be open to it. What's an example of that quality uh you get you just said an example of quality of life you're paying less but the quality of life is more like what's an example of that that you've experienced yes. i'm so happy you asked that and this is gonna sound like i'm bragging but i kind of am <laughs> so like okay so i lived right next to in the u.s i lived right next to uh costco Right. And I thought I was doing it right because I live right next to Costco and I could go and like spend three hundred dollars and I'd have my pantry stacked with all of the GMO additive processed foods. And yes, I thought it was great. But for three hundred dollars a pop every time I was going to the grocery store, then I'm living in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam. I have uh access to fruit and vegetables literally at the end of my street or getting to my home from the main road there's dozens of fruit stands vegetable stands where i'm getting fresh fruit and vegetables i'm also getting fresh fish delivered to my house every week where they come and they bring in whatever they've caught that day they come in they clean it they'll fillet it they'll pack it they put it in the freezer and clean up the kitchen behind themselves um and for that and having it, you know, multiple times a, a week because it was so fresh, you can't store stuff like that. So you're not shopping, you know, once a month or once every two weeks. You're really shopping a couple times a week. My food bill never exceeded $300 in one month. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd spend $50 on five tunas mounds of watermelon, mango, pineapple, and like get it cleaned and delivered and all of that to my home. So that's probably my favorite example. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. <laughs> Fresh food is key. Fresh food is important, right? 
yeah, I mean, we just don't realize how important. And, you know, being in South Africa, I live in the city. So mm-hmm. I'm back to sh- grocery store shopping. And that's the one thing that I definitely, that's not just one, but that's one of the things that I miss is it's just that off the road, fresh, you know, watermelon, where the man will cut it open to show me how fresh it is, let me taste it there, and then, you know, go on my go on my way home. Um, but it's such a luxury that we don't even realize is a luxury mm. until we experience it. And it doesn't cost, and it's like, these things are natural, they're organic, and they're not even priced higher um, than, the non-organic things because they actually aren't very prevalent in you know the country of tanzania so yeah super interesting and i guess switching gears a little bit so on the social side what has that been like for you kind of you know getting out and doing things that aren't business related um enjoying yourself having fun what has that experience been Mm -hmm. like that experience has been good. You know, I think it's a lot more abundant for me here in South Africa. So I talked a lot about that um, on my YouTube channel kind of a year after, because when I went to Tanzania, I was really going for like rest and restoration. And while I did meet people and like fantastic people, it really wasn't where I was in my at that point in my life. I really was just, just, decompressing from working and being a mom and being a daughter and a, you know, just a friend, all of that. Um, And so South Africa for me was so many ways strategic from a business perspective, but also social. And so um, South Africa, as well as many other African countries, like you're not going to meet an African that just speaks one language Mm -hmm. so there's like this intellectual component of um socializing that i love and that i admire and you know education here is exceptional and so you're gonna i'm meeting a lot of people that are brilliant like bachelor's degree is a basic thing like most people you know after the age of 40 are on their way to getting a doctorate, um, you know, or have a couple master's degrees. So there's that kind of intellectual um, compatibility there. Um, But also I experienced like South Africans as being very like um, well-traveled as well. So all of these things make great for like socializing, talking points, getting to know someone, right? But I think the deeper part of that, even in making friends and, and ro- romantic relationships is the connection to culture, the connection to, you know, this family-centered culture that I didn't really experience in um, in America, not because it doesn't exist, but I think just because of my upbringing and the community of people that I was brought up around and the industries that I worked in, it wasn't very family centered where it feels like that is just the lifestyle here. Family centered, um, living with an intention to have time for friends and family and that connection to, you know, their culture, their language, their food, that direct connection also informs a level of self-confidence and self-awareness that 
I think is attractive, whether you're a man or a woman, right? Just like having that level of, you know, confidence and self-awareness is awesome. So it's been great. South Africa is, you know, it's going to do what it does. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for more of a metropolitan world-class city where you can do everything from dancing to hiking, you know, to eating, fine dining, to wineries, to spas, like you're going to get all of that. But, you know, for folks that are looking to live a bit more off grid and be in nature, I can't help you because I don't know what that would look like for dating. But yeah, for socializing, South Africa has just been, it's been great. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Ashley, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing all your insights and information. For those who want to learn more about, you know, you and the organizations that you founded, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me at Ashley and Africa with a K dot uh, com, my website on Instagram and on uh, YouTube, as well as LinkedIn, Ashley in Africa with a K. And I'll be sure to share those links with you as well, Tony. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again. And, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. Uh, very exciting stuff. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for creating space for me to share. Of course. No problem. Take care.